Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. Happy Friday, Lit Sisners. Haley and I have a really special episode coming to you guys today. It's unfortunately not a new episode, but we have a lot of new listeners, so we thought we would trudge up an old episode from the past that got a lot of plays to kind of introduce you guys who might be new listeners into what LitSys was like about two, almost three years ago when we first started this podcast. So without further ado, let me introduce you to one of our most popular episodes, How to Become a Reader. Disclaimer, this episode is an adaptation of a post by Brook and Binding. If you want to read the original content, go to brookandbinding.wordpress.com. Let me set the scene for you. Dimish lighting. Haley and I sitting at the bar stool in her kitchen. Her dog, Nymphadora, curled up on a chair. And Haley, scavenging for some salty snacks. This is an insider look at Litsis. Ha, just kidding. But um, I couldn't figure out how to open today's episode, so there you go. You get this wonderful, uh, vivid description of what it looks like when we're recording. But today, we are going to be talking about a topic that Haley has written um, about in her book blog, as stated in the earlier disclaimer. Um, but now we're going to flesh out a bit. What is this topic again? It's about how to become a reader. In air quotes. <laughs> and I... The reader part in air, in air quotes. I feel like I got a lot of, um, I feel like I get a lot of people asking me, how do I read so many books or how do I even find time to do it? Because I like to post on social media when I am reading a new book and when I've reviewed a new book. And what, even while I was in school, especially the past two years, I got so many people coming up to me and asking, well, what was your favorite book that you read last year? Or how were you able to read a book this week? I had the same school load as you and you got in like a 300 page book. Like how? And I just realized, you know, it's being a quote unquote reader is a lot easier than people think it is. And it the big thing really is just time management and just making time for yourself. But we've got five points that we wanted to talk about. We might, you know, skitter off onto the other, onto the deep end at some point. Yes. Might but, add in some others. Yes. But these are the five points that I have previously written on, as the disclaimer said, at brookenbinding.wordpress.com under how to become a reader if you would love to check it out. Number one. Find what interests you. Okay, so I feel like this is very general and kind of hard, I think, as people who love books. Because we want to recommend our favorite books to people. Yeah, but not everyone's going to like what you like. So So the biggest thing about how to feel like you're becoming a reader yourself is, I mean, you can take advice from other people to kind of feel out if you like their suggestions or certain genres. But you might actually have to do a little bit of research and just maybe even going to like a bookstore or somewhere and saying like, hey, I'm not sure exactly what I'm wanting. This is kind of some stuff I like and seeing what they have to offer. And really, it's a lot of trial and error. 
Also, start thinking about the different, like, TV shows or movies that you like to watch. Because if you are huge on, like, romantic comedies, then you'll probably really like some romance novels. But if you're huge on those action-adventure stuff, look into more fantasy stuff. Because that would probably suit your mind better. So, all in all, just find what, I mean, find what interests you. See, it's going to take some time. It might, it might take a little bit of trial and error, like I said, but... The only person who's going to be able to recommend the best books to yourself is you, really. But once you do know what you like, you can um, tell your friends and other people and they would be able to have a better idea of what to recommend to you. So you can be like, okay, I've learned I really like historical fiction or I've learned I love sci-fi or I've learned I love young adult or I've learned I love mysteries or whatever. I think the thing that I wish would happen with books is that you were kind of I've thought this way about shopping too where like I really hate shopping but I just wish that I could like come home and like the clothes that someone knows that I would like are all in my wardrobe and they're like everything that would fit me without me actually having to do like the work of like trying to find what fits in like my style uh this I feel that same way about books where like I just wish that like I didn't have to go through like all the times where I read like really awful books or, like, books that, like, just weren't my style in order to figure that out. So that's part of a downside of having to do that because sometimes it would be nice for someone to just, like, shove a book in my hands and be like, I know that you're going to love this exactly. But the only time or the only way they're actually going to be able to do that is if they already know what genre you like or what author you like. I know. I'm talking about, like, if there was some sort of, like, it was, like, magical. You know, like, we lived in a world that was, like... Yeah, that would be really Super awesome. magical, where someone could just, like, buy you a book. Because then every book that you would read, you would love it. Mm-hmm. There would never be a book that you were, like, meh. I've also heard of a thing... Well, it was, like, a Tumblr post or something where someone was saying that it would be so nice if, like, every book was blank. But when you picked it up, you read exactly what... It was, like, a story of, like, exactly what you needed in your life. Very cool. And then other people were commenting, like... Oh, they were saying, like, oh, people who don't like reading then must just see blank pages. Which was like, they just haven't found their book, I guess. I don't know. It was kind of confusing. But I like the idea of like, you can just pick up a book and it's exactly what you need to read. But mm-hmm. but I also will say, if you don't take that risk in like figuring out what books you like, then you might not ever find a book that you love. Because that's what happened to me with Hearts Invisible Furies. I got it through Book of the Month, but I didn't get it the month it came out. I got it like a couple months later or the month after because I wasn't sure about it. But I don't even know why I was so intrigued to read it. I just, like, went back and chose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely not, like, it's not, like, a style that I ever thought that I would read. But it has become my favorite book. And, like, that's why I always say, like, oh, I love stories that go through people's entire lives. Because that's the one that kind of hit it for me of, like, oh, this is a wonderful style of writing. I love this. But also, if you're really, really, really struggling, walk into any bookstore or look online and see what the like bestsellers are because the books that are going to be the bestsellers obviously are good for a reason and pick up a few don't be afraid to pick up read the inside of um of the uh what are those the cover the the the, cover yeah or on the back read a few synopses and see if any of them are standing out to you because that's always a good place to start to oh another place that i would totally recommend finding genres Um, and just different books, is if you go to Goodreads and you look at their book awards for the previous year, so recently, you know, 2018 from a couple weeks ago, if you go and look at their 2018 lineup, 
it will it has a winner of the best book in multiple different genres even genres I never would even consider including like even children's books um but then besides having the actual winners that were voted on by Goodreads users they have all the nominees as well so you can like depend on the fact that like these like five or six actually it's 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 a lot of nominees per category you can just be like um I'm not entirely sure what I would like but this book in fiction sounds nice to me or like I like this mystery book that sounds interesting and then you can just kind of take it um take it from there so I think we could move on to point number two two schedule (laughs) reading into your calendar okay so I know that when people are like I don't know I think that like there's such a good and bad to like scheduling reading in your calendar. Yeah. I definitely recommend it. But I do know that with a word like schedule, I think people can associate like scheduling reading as like, oh, this is now something that I like a to-do list thing. It's like, oh, I have yeah, it's to like do a, this now. It's like, oh, I have to, it's like work. Yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, now it's a chore. I have to make sure I get this done. But if you're new to trying to incorporate reading into your schedule or like just into your daily life, I think actually scheduling it into your calendar is going to be super beneficial because you don't actually have that time set aside yet or already for reading. It's probably already being filled up with something else. And so if you actually sit down and say, you know what, on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 or, you know, whatever, an hour a night or early in the morning with breakfast or when I'm going to bed or when I take a bath or, like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. if you actually write down um, in your calendar from this time to this time, I'm not going to schedule anything else, but this is my chance to read. And I feel like once you do that and it becomes more of a habit, I feel like you don't necessarily have to physically put it in a schedule unless that's super helpful for you Mm -hmm. um but it's a really good starting tool to really like prioritize (laughs) that time because right now that's probably being taken up by maybe other things that you Mm -hmm. have on your schedule or maybe like household chores or tv time all this stuff i think what's interesting too is when you consider like scheduling i think often people associate scheduling with work but I feel like no one ever is like I'm scheduling like something that I enjoy to do and I think that Mm -hmm. there can be like some stigma around that as well because I think if you schedule things like say someone who like wants like I feel like it's like a treat yourself thing that I think can get like kind of a side eye because like if you're the kind of person that's like I'm super busy so I'm gonna schedule that I'm going to have my own I'm gonna do a face mask every other week Mm -hmm. to just like like to so slow down and have a moment with myself. I feel mm-hmm. like people can kind of look at that as kind of like a luxury. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really interesting that we don't more often like open up our schedule to mm-hmm. do things that we really enjoy. There's like this expectation that we should always be doing some sort of work or something productive or something that's furthering us as a person. But instead, like there needs to be some point in the day, I think some point in every single day where you take time to do something that you enjoy. And that's something that for me... I um, am on, uh, I'm, I'm on breaks for school, not super frequently, but we just had Christmas break a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that is a time in which I can really get into this good schedule of reading. And so almost every day I would wake up and I'd get myself around and then I'd go to a nearby coffee shop um, and I would sit and I would read for an hour. And I got so used to it that I started to be able to read faster and comprehend more. So I was able to read roughly 100 pages in an hour because I started getting into this system and this like nice pattern. 
Um, so much so that the people who worked at the coffee shop would know exactly what I wanted when I got up there because I came literally every single morning. And so it can be also just something like that where you can mix it in, like Haley said, with something that you already enjoy doing, like taking a bath or getting some coffee, just taking up a couple moments to just, to just do something that you want to improve on. One of the books that I read this year, um, well, actually in 2018, was called Developing the Leader Within You 2.0 by John C. Maxwell. And he's a pretty popular guy. He's written a ton of leadership books. Um, And one thing that he said in that book, which I might butcher, but it really stood out to me because he actually schedules in, I think it's maybe two hours a day or like at least it's it's a it's a good chunk of time a week where he doesn't schedule anything like it's his free time and that's what he uses to like do some writing or be creative like he he very much values that free time and I just remember reading that because he's a really busy guy he I believed like does some pastoring but he also travels and is a speaker and he's a writer and he does all this stuff like he He's always, he says he loves growing and, and learning and he's 70 years old, maybe, I think oh, wow. maybe 70 he's or 70, 71 or 72 now, but it's called a uh, middle old, by the way. M- what? Is it, no, 71. That's young old. He's oh, considered young old. Wow. Isn't that fancy? That is really fancy. But he, he's very much, he's so like, I can unlearn and relearn like all the time. Like there's so many things I can still absorb. And he's like, if I don't schedule in that time for myself, I'm gonna. It's just gonna be swept away, and my schedule is gonna mm-hmm. run my life, and I'm actually not gonna be able to do stuff I actually like to do or care mm-hmm. about. And that so much stood out to me. So when we were talking about that, yeah, it reminded me of that book. Yeah, and I honestly wish that we lived in a society that encouraged like having like some scheduled free time because I feel like so many people they're just their lives are just ridiculously busy. I mean, I know mine can get really busy. And I think that so I think that's why part of the time we we kind of fall into these like rhythms where we're kind of losing what we're passionate about um, because we're just kind of forced into busyness, which is why things like audiobooks are pretty helpful if you need to do something else while you're reading or things like podcasts. Um, but I think also something that takes up a significant chunk of people's lives, whether they know it or not, is social media. I mean, without social media, you can read so much longer. Um, and actually I just realized this, I might be coming late to the game, but you can actually set a limit for yourself on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know this. And so I set my limit. You to... can set limits on each of your apps on your phone. No, if you have uh, an really? iPhone. Yeah. You what can go heck? through and, and set limit of like per day, how much time you want to spend. Man, and I then it'll do that. It'll pop up and say, you've exceeded your limit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you can either say, okay, and then it'll shut down or you can say dismiss and then keep using the app. Oh my gosh. Which is kind of like a bummer, but I think that's a really cool, kind of like a wake. It kind of like, it wakes you up. Yeah. It's like, like, whoa, whoa, I've already been on this for however long, you know? Yeah. The other day I was getting my hair done and I set my Instagram limit for 30 minutes and I set it within the app, not through my phone. And I, I mean, there was a time where like the girl who's doing my hair had to like walk away for a little bit and like make up more stuff to color my hair or just I she had to wait for my hair to I don't know soak in the stuff I don't know but there were times where she just wasn't around me and when she was with me I I talked to her um because we went to high school together but when she wasn't around I just I pulled out my phone and I'd be on Instagram and then it was literally I, my appointment was at like nine fifteen, and by like eleven thirty, the Instagram thing said I had been on there for 30 minutes and I was like it's not even noon mm-hmm. what the crap and I, I think I had just said it like the other day so I was like 
oh, that's wild. And so I think, I mean, definitely, like, although it's sad that we have to get to a point where we have to, like, set these, like, like automatic timers to tell ourselves to get off of these apps, it is really important because then you can do things that you really want to do, like read. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, that actual act of, even if you, like, are taking a bath and listening to an audiobook or whatnot, like, I know... Um, some people do a lot of audiobooks while they're driving. So, I mean, you're multitasking, but I really think there's something about just sitting down either with an audiobook or just with a book in hand and slowing down. It's just like taking a pause in your day mm-hmm. to just like take a deep breath and dive into another world and just kind of, I don't know, forget about your other responsibilities for a bit because I think we are so much on the go and so much multitaskers that I really value the time of like, okay, I'm actually going to sit down. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to watch TV. I'm going to curl up with a blanket and I'm going to read and listen to music or something. And it just, it really affects me when I'm able to do that and take a breather that I feel like the rest of the day, I'm like, oh man, like, I just feel so much more calm and relaxed the rest of the day, whether that be the rest of my evening or the rest of my afternoon, like who knows whenever I can do it. But it just, I I really value sitting down, taking a time, like taking Mm -hmm. some time for yourself and yeah, even if you have to schedule it in. Even if you have to, and that's, I mean, I think that that, I think that that can be extremely helpful, even if it's like not even going to a coffee shop, but literally saying like this is my reading book like this mm-hmm. I mean this is my reading spot um and I'm gonna when I sit here I read yeah that's, that's another, good too. yeah another thing just compartmentalizing so knowing that like when I'm sitting in this specific chair even if you want to go to the point of when I'm sitting in this specific chair with this specific blanket mm-hmm. this is my reading spot and this is my time mm-hmm. for reading and then eventually you will start to get into a point that if you always do that it will never even cross your mind to put your phone in that area or won't even cross your mind to do anything else in that chair but read and all it's it's cool how the brain works. It starts getting in that pattern. Mm-hmm. So do that. It's fun. <laughs> so before we take a break, let's talk about our goal number three or our how to become a quote-unquote reader point number three. Three. Set goals for yourself. And I feel like this goes along pretty well with the scheduling. But mm-hmm. setting goals for yourself. And that can be a hourly goal or how long you want to read it can be per day per week it can be how many books you read like per month it can be how many pages per day or per week literally anything and like what maddie was saying earlier she learned that she could get like 100 pages done while she was at her coffee shop just hanging out and it just became this habit of hers and it's not like she was forcefully like okay i have one hour, I'm going to read 100 pages. Like, it just was like, I'm going to sit down and read for an hour and I'm going to actually enjoy myself and see where this takes me. And that's just where it took her. And I think we can, especially in our busy world, if we are scheduling time to read, we might as well give ourselves a little bit of like a goal, you know, to be like, okay, I want to get to chapter seven tonight. You know, whether that be I sit down for the full two hours and get to chapter seven or I read 30 minutes here and I read a chapter and then I read two more later. And, you know, even little daily goals are really good. And that's something that Maddie and I like to do when we are reading a book together is that we tell each other, okay, I'm on this page. Let's try to end tonight at so-and-so page. And so we start each day with like at the same spot in the book and then with the same goal for um, 
the next day or okay if if we're apart let's try to get this book finished by the next time we see each other so like next weekend let's make sure this book is done or whatever so whatever works for you because I think sometimes you have to be careful though because I think sometimes we can set these goals for ourselves and if we don't meet them we get discouraged Mm -hmm. and we get down on ourselves Mm -hmm. and this is a point that we talk about later but this is all about taking time for you like if if you don't get to all the books you wanted to read a month or if you only read 50 pages instead of like 75 or whatever you know Mm -hmm. if you only read for 30 minutes instead of 45 or an hour there's grace for yourself this is for you this is Mm -hmm. something that you want to do and you shouldn't feel bad about not meeting a goal you set for yourself Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. if you need a little kick in the butt and something to hold you accountable, it could be yourself or you can even tell another person, hold me accountable. I think I think setting some form of goal for yourself is really helpful. Yeah. And I like, Haley, what you were saying, like, there are so many, like, tiny goals or bigger goals. Like, you could, like you said, like, you could set, like, a, like, a hourly goal or you could even set, like, a daily goal like I did, which was I wanted to get 100 pages in a day. I actually finished a book that was... um like maybe like 600 pages long because I ended up doing, this is very aptly named too. I ended up reading a hundred pages at the bookends of each day. So I would read a hundred pages in the morning and I'd read a hundred pages at night just because I knew it was a longer book and I still wanted to, I wanted to finish it before the end of 2018. And so that kind of thing where it's like, okay, this is my daily goal. I'm going to read this much like that. Those can be super helpful in just kind of getting through books, but also like they're like monthly goals. Like I want to read, like, even if you just start with, like, I just want to read one book a month. Mm-hmm. Like, can I fit one book a month into my schedule? And then you might start to realize, wait a minute, I it's the 15th. I've already finished my first book. Then I can start a second book. Mm-hmm. For me, like, a huge thing is to always be reading a book. Mm-hmm. When I finish a book, then I, I choose a book and then I, I read that book. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of always in this constant, like, reading mode. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not always reading. Maybe not reading every single day. But there's always, like, a book that you can have to read. I found myself at one point during school, I had a book for school, maybe one or two books for school, and then like at least one book I was reading for fun. Mm. Because my school books, I set daily goals for myself because they weren't, I mean, they were amazing books, but they were hard to digest. And so I would be reading, like I get, get tell myself, okay, I'm going to read a chapter a day of each of the school books. And that's like, you know, underlining stuff, really letting it sink in chapter a day. And then if I wanted to read later, I was like, sweet, I've set my goal or I finished my goal for the school books. Now I can read however long that I want Mm -hmm. to or how many pages of my for fun book. And I think at one point I was reading like three or four books during school (laughs) because I had like school books I had to read and I had a deadline of when those needed to be done and like a report on them. But like I said, once I finished the goal for that day, I was able to, you know, if I wanted to read more, I had more free time. I was able to read a book that I really wanted to read. And I didn't feel guilty about it because I had completed a goal already for the day. And also, if you're the kind of person that, like, you don't really like to commit to one book at a time. Like, if you need to have, like, a couple books that you're reading just so you're like, oh, I don't really... If one of the things that's stopping you is, oh, this is a hard part in my book. I don't really want to read that right now. Then start another one. Like, I'm always reading a fictional book and then I'm always reading some sort of non-fiction self-help kind of like a a growing book um because sometimes when I want to read in the morning maybe I don't want to read 
whatever's happening in my fictional book. And so then I can go and like read a couple chapters of a book that is supposed to be helping me in my daily life and just kind of reflect on that. Mm-hmm. And so I would really say, regardless of how big or how small, you should just set some sort of goal, even if it's just, I mean, I had a friend one time who she borrowed one of my books and I've, and I asked her, I was like, she was like, I got, I finally got to read some of it last night. I was like, awesome. Like how, how far did you get? And she's like, okay, well I actually like read a page, but I (laughs) did read it. And I was like, that's awesome. Like just keep doing that. And so like, even if it's just like, okay, I'm going to read a page but right before I go to bed or I'm going to read a page before I get ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or if you're the kind of person who wants to make egregious goals, you could say, I'm going to read one book a week. I knew a girl who um, set her Goodreads challenge to 365 books in a year. And she, like, I think she met it. She might've even surpassed it. So she read like a book a day. We are not telling you to read a book a day. No. But just even to set those like little goals for yourself, even if it's like one book a month or one book every two weeks. And I think honestly, your capacity is higher than you know than you think it is. Mm-hmm. So just even like set yourself lower goals. I know for me, for my Goodreads challenge, I set a lower goal than I have the past two years um, because I knew like I might not have as much time this year. I. I I'm starting a new job. Like there's so many different things that are going on. And I knew if I didn't meet a goal that I set was maybe too high of an expectation, I would feel bad. Like would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't meet my goal. But if I set a lower goal and I surpass that, then I'm like, sweet. Like mm-hmm. I did what I set out to do and I'm going to keep reading or I still have like two more months left of the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to totally pump out some more. So just, you know, your capacity is higher than you think but also don't feel bad if you have to set your standard or your goals lower but then it's fun to be like oh my gosh this is so much easier than I thought and then you can up your goal or do whatever you know yeah I set my goal last year to 40 books and I passed it by 12 books Mm -hmm. and so I decided to then usually with my goal I usually try and do the um if I do surpass it which I usually do then to try and do that what I did surpass it. So my goal this year is 52 books because I was able to read 52 last year. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm the kind of person that I I like, and I'm different than Haley. I like to set my aim high because it motivates me to reach it. Um, Instead of kind of setting it low and just wanting to hit the goal, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it something real far out and I'm going to like challenge myself to hit that goal. But you have to just find what is perfect, what is perfectly fit to you. And what you think you can handle in this stage of your life and what's going on. For those of you who wish LitSys was more than once a week, did you know that we have our own individual book Instagrams and book blogs that you can read any of our reviews from now and all of time? If you are wanting that LitSys feel in your normal routine, you can always check us out. Mine is at Maddie Reads a Lot on Instagram. And mine is at Brooke and Binding on Instagram. But wait, there's, there's more. more. I also have a Facebook page, Brooke and Binding, and a blog, Brooke and Brian, Bind, BrookeandBinding.com. That was sounding that was so such a good. good. Number four. Have a reading buddy. Huh, well, this is pretty easy for us. Right, sis? Right, sis. She left me hanging for a... <laughs> Thank you. I didn't even know you were doing a high five. Come on, how dare you? Yes, so if you are so fortunate as us that you, we uh, shared a uterus and also a love for reading but not at the same time we're not, not at twins. the same time we're not twins this is very well documented very established 
Um, if you are lucky like us and have a sibling that loves to read and you don't tear each other at the throat because you love each other, mm-hmm. um, then you already have a wonderful reading buddy. But some people don't. Mm-hmm. I pity them. I really mm-hmm. do. But you can find a reading buddy in Friends. You can find a reading buddy through a book club. There are so many ways to get connected with other readers. I'm pretty sure Reese Witherspoon would be your reading buddy. Oh my gosh. I love following her book stuff. She's got so many good recommendations. And even if it is through something like social media, and it's like, um, I know Barnes & Noble does a... um, monthly book club and even if you're not able to like actually go to any of their gatherings knowing that you're reading the same book with however many people around the world or across u.s that's pretty cool or like we always say book of the month book of the month that is a book club too we're not a sponsor when will we be a sponsor um but book of the month is also it's a book club because every there's five different books and you get to choose one and and then there's actually discussion boards where people will discuss the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't go on the discussion boards really unless it is a bad book <laughs> because I want to hear what other people have to say. But it's a great way to engage with people, um, engage with people on Goodreads too. Mm-hmm. If you're tech savvy, um, then you can find different people who like to read the same books as you and get to see what their their take on the same books are. It's really cool with the internet nowadays that we're able to connect with people from all over the world through something that we love which is books and be able to have outlets like goodreads barnes and noble book of the month all of us all of those are not sponsors but we love them all being able to have resources like that really makes you feel connected to other parts of the world and other readers like i love going on to goodreads and, and getting emails from them and like the the top 10 most anticipated book of tw- books of 2019 or are like January newsletter these are the books that are coming out or these are the books that have come out and all this stuff and knowing that like I'm kind of like up to date with what's going on in the book world like that's super fun and even if you know I'm not able to read a book with Maddie at the exact same time knowing that you know we sometimes what we've done in the past is we will message each other and be like hey I'm trying to pick a new book can you recommend one to me? Or Mm -hmm. this is like four or five books I'm trying to decide from. Which one do you think I should read? And being able to like kind of have people like that in your life to kind of bounce ideas off of. And that's really fun about those discussion boards or just on Goodreads reading people's reviews because you're able to kind of get an idea of like, huh, am I going to like this book? If so, ooh, or like I've read that book. Oh, I totally connect with them. I felt the exact same way. Mm -hmm. It's just a really cool way to have community. Yeah, honestly, story time. When I was trying to figure out a book to read last year, I laid out a bunch of my options on the ground and I had my friend Ellie come to my room and help me decide. So we like talked it through. I've and then done we, that with Max And then we'd before. like, yeah, and we've like thrown some to the side and be like, okay, now out of these ones, which one just sounds the best? And it's cool too, because sometimes you kind of know which one you want to read, but you need someone else to kind of be like, I know this one, you sound like you're most interested in this one. You should probably read that one. Mm-hmm. Or like, I mean, Haley and I have even done this. Like we did this um, a couple weeks ago where she was mm-hmm. trying to figure out um, whether, when she, which book she should read. And I actually helped her figure out that she should read uh, Your One and Only, which we talked about um, last week. Mm-hmm. And so there's such benefits in having a reading buddy, especially because, I mean, for Haley, um, Haley and I, we often like to swap our books. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she's a stickler about how they look, I she trusts me with them. Um, for the most part. For the most part. 
But um, for two years, Haley and Max lived in California. Um, and so, funny story, um, I would go and visit them in California and I would take books with me that I had borrowed from Haley. And then I'd take books back that I was borrowing. And I'd leave some for her to read as well. Mm-hmm. But there was a time in which I had stuffed. I don't know why I had this many. We didn't see each other for months on end. And so I had stuffed like 13 books in my backpack. Mm-hmm. Like a ridiculous number of books. Because we like went to a good Goodwill and bought like a bunch of classic books on sale. It was like... I, got I, I also so worked many. at Barnes & Noble at the time. And so we get really good discounts there and like a member you get a discount and advanced reader copies so there are so many like we just had books coming out of our ears yeah we had so many we still have so many and so I had like stuffed like I literally think it was like 13 in my backpack and as I was in airport security to go back home I was (laughs) (laughs) I was stopped while I was like, if you've never been through the security, you have to like put your bag through security. Like it goes and like, there's like a little x-ray. And if you look, there's like a little screen and you can see that it's like looking at all the stuff that's inside the bag. And while that's going on, you have to step in this thing and like hold your hands above your head. And it like checks to see if you have any like, like, you know, like weapons on you or anything that'll make the like machine metal. go off metal. My necklace, I mean, my bracelet will always go off. And actually the sweater I'm wearing right now, it's got like silvery like threading in it and that always goes off it like it lights me up it's kind of weird Mm -hmm. like a christmas tree but that one time because my bag was so overstuffed when it goes through the thing it either continues forward so you can go get your bag or it'll like go on this like little like like when a train switches tracks yeah it goes off to the side like pulls it to the side and and a worker has to inspect it (laughs) they like come over and they're like whose bag is this and you have to walk over it and then they like un like pack everything in that bag because they're making sure that because they couldn't see very well what was inside and they want to make sure there's nothing concealed and whatnot yeah and maddie had and the lady had to like undo all of mad's books that she had put in her backpack i like had stuffed them in there so tight because i was like i have to fit all these in here because I didn't, I think I didn't check a bag or like I didn't want my checked bag to weigh too much. And so she just like pulls them out and I'm just standing there in shame because of all of these books. And like she's taking them out and she's flipping through the pages to see if I'm hiding anything in these books. And it was absolutely mortifying. But I mean, that's what happens when you have a reading buddy because you, you swap books all the time. And um, something that Haley and I also do all the time, which, uh, we did with Magpie Murders, as talked about a couple weeks ago, um, is that we like to read books at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. Cause then, like I said, you can say, I'm on this page. What page are you on? Oh my gosh. Or we can sit down together and read and, and be able to be like, oh my word, what did you think of that? Like <laughs> paragraph. And you just are able to process and it's just super fun, especially we like to do it a lot with like thriller books. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're on the same page and it's it's just fun because you, it's kind of like you're watching a movie with them, but it's still your own experience. Like it's hard to explain. It's just yeah. really cool. Yeah. A side note on watching a movie was your own experience. Uh, that same friend, Ellie, one time we watched an Indian Bollywood movie, but we were both wanting to introvert. And so I had an empty bed in my room. And so she laid on that bed. I laid on my bed. And we had our own separate computers, but we watched the movie at the exact same time. So we like felt like we were introverting, but we were like also with other people. So that's kind of what it's like when you read the same book as someone. Um, You get to experience it within your own head and your own mind, your own thoughts. But then there's also someone who's doing it at the exact same time. And there have even been points that, especially when 
like Haley was um, in the tail end of college and I was in um, high school, that we would sit together on Christmas Day and we would read for hours and hours on end the same book. We would try and flip pages at the same time. Um, and so then it got to, a, it would get to a point that we would do that all the time where we would like, and we'll, we still do this where once we get to the last chapter, we wait for the other person to catch up if they've not caught up. And then we read that same chapter, the last chapter at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And so like the Firebird series, we read that third book. Haley was in California. And so I actually called her on the phone and we listened, and we read it on speakerphone. And then phone. after we finished, we got to like talk. So that was fun. But reading buddies aren't just good for giving advice or helping you pick out books or reading books with you. They're also good with helping you keep those goals like we talked about. You know, be able to have someone who can hold you accountable and say like, hey, how's that book going? I thought, you know, you were going to, I thought you were trying to finish it by Saturday and today's Thursday or whatever. It's just really cool to have someone there um, to hold you accountable. And like I said, with those book clubs, a lot of times it's like a book a month. So you kind of have to get the book done within the time frame before you have a meeting and talk about it. So it kind of also gives you a goal to set or to, to try to meet as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, our very last point. Number five. I think it's the most important. Enjoy yourself. This is time that you have decided to set aside for you. I know we've given some pointers of like, we might have to schedule it in. You might have to force yourself to set a goal, all this stuff. But honestly, this is time for you to enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Do what you love to do or take a risk and start something new by trying to read for the first time for fun not just for like school or whatever and just there should be no stress it just be able to enjoy the book enjoy this time to yourself and however fast or however slow you read it's time for you yeah so when we well, i mean when we give all these pointers this is under this whole guy's of umbrella that says like just enjoy yourself so don't set a goal if it's going to make you complain about it. Like, don't... Or stress you out. And, and don't do something that's going to stress you out. So, like, for me, like, with going to the coffee shop and reading a book, like, reading 100 pages, I did that because I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was scheduled into my day because I wanted to do it. It was not scheduled into my day because I wanted to finish this book, and so this is the only way I could do it. Schedule things into your, into your day because you want to do them. Like, like have a reading buddy with someone that you want to be reading buddies with have them keep you accountable if that's what you want if that's what would help you read books because I have so many friends who have told me before like I want to be a reader but I just I don't I don't have time or like I I want to read but I just don't know how to actually do it um and so like I have I mean I have a friend right now she is um um overseas um well she's actually she's back from overseas at this point um I think she just got back today um but she, um, she told me, she was like, when I come back, I am just going to sit and I'm going to, I'm going to read before the semester starts back up because that's the kind of thing that you have to do, which is if that's something, if you, if this is a goal of yours is to actually become someone who can read, then make those goals to the point that you're going to enjoy yourself. If you ever find yourself to be in a point of stress where you're like, oh man, like the goals that I set for myself are like, I didn't get to my hundred pages today. I didn't get to my 30 pages today. Like I didn't get to read my for a half hour today and you start to like have it weigh on your shoulders shrug that off mm-hmm. and 
take a breather, take a break, redefine your goals, redefine why you want to read. Maybe even take a break from reading and, and focus on something else because then when you come back to reading, you'll really truly enjoy it. Oh yeah. That's something I've had to do a lot before. And just because I love setting goals and I love being able to check off my goals and, um, have like a to-do list and feel good about it. Like I've had to, I even actually talked about this in my newest post of Unbroken Binding about stepping into um, this new year of 2019 that just going back to reading for fun because I started to feel this stress of like, oh my gosh, I have to post every, Mm -hmm. like once a week or once every week and a half. And if I don't, then I'm falling behind. And I just got so down on myself that it ended up not being very fun. And this year, things are structured a little differently for Broken Binding, but I'm I'm taking this year to be able to just read for myself again and not feel that outside stress mm-hmm. that I mean I mean I put it on myself but but to really just enjoy it, you know. Yeah. I mean out of all of the selfish things that you can do in your life, reading is one of the healthiest. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean it's not like you're out doing cocaine, you know. You're yeah. you're living in a world. You're I mean if you haven't read Harry Potter, like I always say, read it. Um, because something like that will just plunge you into a world and you might surpass your goals. Like he said, start them low because then you'll surpass them. Mm-hmm. And those are the, that's the kind of thing that you eventually, I think numbers one through four at some point will not matter anymore because mm-hmm. you start to read for yourself. You start to look at this and be like, my life is so dang busy that reading is the only time that I can have to myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to make it a priority without even scheduling it. It'll be your go-to instead of grabbing your phone. Maybe you'll grab your book at night so you can read, excuse me, so you can read a couple chapters before you go to bed. Yeah. That's actually better for your brain yeah, before you go to bed to not stare at a screen, but to read. Plus if you have insomnia, it might be because that you're looking at a screen. If you look at a book, it actually will help you fall asleep faster. So I just wanted to quickly read what I wrote for this last point on Brooklyn Binding. It says, enjoy yourself. No pressure. This isn't a competition. It's not a race. It's for you. Taste time and be selfish. Guard this time to take care of yourself and nourish your heart, mind, and soul. And trust me, in no time, you'll consider yourself a quote-unquote reader too. In the words of Tom Haverford, treat yourself. So before we go and tell you what books we are reading currently, we have an announcement. Announcement. The next two weeks, there will be no Lit Sis. No, not the Lit Sis, no! <laughs> we, this is actually the last episode of season one. Woohoo! So we will be coming back at you with a second season super soon. We're not taking that long of a break because we know that some of you depend on this podcast. It gives you life. It Gosh, gives I you so. meaning. I, really, I hope people really like it. I really hope too. <laughs> so we are taking just a brief hiatus. It's going to uh, just give me as a college student a little help jumping back into a new semester. So we're taking a little bit of a break, but we will be back at your ears on February 8th. That's again a Friday. You'll hear us at noon. On February 8th. 2019. So we're hopefully going to read a few books 
by then. Yeah. But what are you currently reading, Maddie? Well, <clears throat> I am currently reading Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Mm. Um, he talks about um, living in South Africa. So I'm reading that for um, school. And I'm also continuously reading uh, Love Does by Bob Goff. Because he is awesome and he makes, his book makes me want to like just take hold of my life and just like charge forward, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like I just, it makes me like, he writes about stuff in such a beautiful way that it just makes life seem so simple Mm -hmm. that like anything that like I, any goal of mine, any dreams that I want to attain are so attainable and all I have to do is just like do it. And it's so inspiring and beautiful, and I love it. So you should read it. I know I'm very late to the game for those of you who are like, yeah, we've all read Bob Goff already. Yeah, I've read Bob Goff. I know. Already. I'm very late to the game. But I had a couple I've of- I've met Bob Goff. What, whatever. <laughs> but I've had just so many saying. people recommend Bob Goff to me, and I just haven't read him. I even had, for my half marathon, I had two friends who literally, like, read like I had different friends record like encouragements for me and I had two different friends record themselves reading chapters from each of Bob Goff's books and so like I got to have my own little sneak preview and then I was like oh I have to read these so thank you Molly thank you Bianca for uh getting me onto Bob Goff so Haley what are you reading now I feel like this is gonna sound so lame yes it's very lame I am still chugging through Narnia. How dare you? It's been quite a few weeks. I think I even started it before Christ, uh, around Christmas. No. Yeah, like before the new year. Before the new year. I don't remember. And, you know, I've also been reading other books on the side too. So it's not just I've been sitting and reading Narnia. But as you know, I've been reading other things as well. And so Narnia has kind of been on the back burner. And you know what? I think... I think I need to bring it back to the yeah. forefront. Yeah. And if I start to get bored, I'll pick up something else. But Narnia, I'm coming for you. All right. Well, I also want to just side note say, if any of you, while we're, you know, in this little hiatus, if you at all ever want to tell us anything, um, if you go in the Anchor app, you can leave a voice message for us to listen to. It could be anything from um, a different idea for uh, something you want to hear on LitSys, or it can be even a book recommendation from you to us. You can just use the voice message um, in the Anchor app, and we get to hear your lovely voice. You're also able to... DM or direct message on Instagram at Brook and Binding, B-R-O-O-K-E-A-N-D-B-I-N-D-I-N-G. Or you can comment on my WordPress blog on any of the um, newest posts. If you want to suggest a book or say, hey, this is about Lysis, please feel free to contact us through that way as well. All right, well, thanks for taking a break from reading. Now Now go flip flip some some pages. pages.